This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. 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 And we're excited here to be talking to you every week on WPHT. And if you want to ask us a question about mortgages, residential, commercial real estate, anything you need, you can give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here just to help out every weekend, keep you informed, whatever all your needs. And you can listen to this show and all the past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Right. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? We are open for business. Oh, yes, the next, we are. Then, <laughs> God, I was right, too, with the floodgates. All right, questions. Um, what is a good cap rate for a multifamily property in our area? And what should you do first to become an investor? And the next question is, if someone passes away and I inherit a home, should I sell it or should I rent it? And then good we... Question. and if. The last question is, should I refi at 5.14%? Yes, yes, and yes. We also have our guest today, Mark, which is David Linsky from Debt Free Living. And our topic of the day is, it's not always clear when a contract can be terminated. But Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote, is never be afraid to try something new remember amateurs built the ark professionals built the titanic wow that movie was just on the other day (laughs) i've seen that enough times (laughs) so where are we at mark we are up to the market report and there is the bell so 
Anyway, before I get this market report, I just want to thank all my instructors at my real estate school because we've been doing live Zooming classes online with a live instructor, and it's really working out well, and they are doing a great job, and I just want to thank them and oh. uh, dealing with this whole situation. But the market has some silver linings. You know, we were tied up, and now you just said your topic is we're open for business. Existing home sales fell hard in April. Numbers, you know, people took stuff off the market. National Real Estate Association said single-family home, townhouses, condos, co-ops were, you know, down. All sales were down. But in the meantime, you got tons of people applying for mortgages, which is a good sign because that means we're going to bounce back. But the rate of sales matched all like we were off but it actually matched back a few years what we were actually doing so it looks like once this thing really opens up our we're one of the last states this governor i don't get it i think there's 10 states left that are closed and we're one of them and we're one once of them yeah once we're t- totally open this is going to be taking off but the listings that are on the market are still attracting buyers and still boosting prices prices are not coming down the silver lining is the existing home sales adjusted annual rate are up from last year and our condos are up prices are up the problem is inventory is down and inventory is even lower now so the shift in pre- and there's also a shift going on in preference for single family homes over condominiums which we haven't seen for a while there was a big condo boom there with the millennials and all they're getting a little older they want a little more space and now they're yeah, looking but you also got to think about the fact that people have been stuck in their in their condo so that's right 50 60 some days how many days are we up to almost 70 days i guess yeah but the average sales price has gone up uh since last year up to two hundred eighty six thousand eight hundred. And it was 267000 last year. So prices are up 7.1%. Record low mortgage rates are likely to remain in place for the rest of the year. Key factor driving housing demand. And still, more listings, increased home construction needs to, is needed to tame price growth. Now, at least in Philly, they just gave the builders the okay to go back to work with uh, some restrictions there's always something now you know what socialism would be like <laughs> anybody that thought socialism was a good idea you just got a 70 70 day sample of socialism how'd you like it <laughs> <laughs> but anyway available houses at the end of april totaled 1.47 million that was down 1.3 percent from march but 56% of the home sales sold in the last month were in the market for less than a month. And most of them less than a couple weeks. Yeah, and less than a week home for buyers, sure. First-time home buyers were responsible for 36% of the sales in April compared to 34% in March. So overall, things are looking, are looking up. And the economy is yep. going to take off. I'm very optimistic. And so you know what's about not the up are, are the rates. So right now you have a 30-year fixed rate at 3.25%. Your 30-year VA is 3.25%. You have your FHA, which is at 3.5%. And you have your 15-year at 2.625. Wow. All right. 
So they're great rates. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We will be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to your funny story. And I got one for you. So this one's called Your Duck is Dead. So a woman brought a very limp duck into a veterinarian surgeon, and, she, the, duck, and the doctor lays the pet on the table. He pulls out his stethoscope. He listens to the bird's chest. After a moment or two, the vet shakes his head. He says, I'm sorry, your duck cuddles has passed away. And the distressed woman goes, are you sure? He goes, yeah, I'm sure your duck's dead, replied the vet. He goes, how can you be so sure? I mean, you haven't even done any testing him or anything. He might just be in a coma or something. The vet rolls his eyes, turns around, he leaves the room. He returns a few minutes with this black Labrador retriever. The duck's owner looks in amazement. The dog stood on his hind legs, puts his front paws on a table, sniffs the duck from top to bottom. He looks up at the vet with sad eyes, shakes his head, and walks out the door. The vet pats the dog in the hay, takes him out of the room. A few minutes later, he returns with a cat. The cat jumped up on a table, sniffed the bird from head to foot. The cat sits back on his haunches, shakes its head, meow. The vet looks at the woman. He goes, I'm sorry, but I said, you know, def- he's definitely 100% dead. Vet turns to the computer, turns around, hits a few keys, produces a bill, hands it to the woman. Duck owner looks at the bill. She's in shock. She goes, $1,500 just to tell me my duck's dead? The vet shrugs. He goes, I'm sorry. If you would have taken my word for the bill, it would have been 20 bucks. But the lab report and the CAT scan, it's $1,500. <laughs> that was good. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267 266 5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Cat Saris, the Mortgage Mom from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is We are open for business. Finally. Shoo, I'll tell you what. And it was crazy. It was crazy, even all through Memorial Day weekend. It was just nonstop. And I'm glad that um, Dr. A is not on right now. Because you guys would definitely be yelling at me. I was definitely in my 80% and not having fun. Um, the phones, I mean, people that were pre-approved were, and you know, when this first started and we were going to be open, I said it was going to be like the Broad Street run where people were just going to be, you know, running to the houses and putting offers in, you know, and then I had another fear that maybe people still aren't going to go outside and do anything. Um, as far as their offers are wanting to move. But not only do our people out there looking at houses, but they want to get in and they want to settle in less than 30 days. They oh. want to get out of their current situation and have new surroundings. And most people that are out looking at houses have basically stayed in the whole time. And have not. I had one girl, she only went to the supermarket and that was it. And then she realized... 
that Amazon would deliver food. So then she didn't go out. But people are running like crazy to get into oh. their new homes. I, you know what? I can understand it because being stuck in your house and you start seeing limitations or what you could do, and especially with the rates are, are, it's probably one of the best times ever to make a move. You know, it's absolutely. Problem. I mean, finding finding something is going to be the problem. Finding something is going to be the problem, but but also again, people. You know, I kept stressing it all through. You know, all of the different shows that we had because people got pre-approved, so now they can close in less than thirty days, which is great. You know, tax returns, pay stubs, W twos. Some people are now starting to go back to work, and all we really need is a pay stub from them. Um, to be able to finish and and they get pre-approved but it's still a great time you know make sure you're getting everything organized getting all your tax returns and i know i said it again i did not um we've been calling everybody doing all kinds of follow-ups to make sure that everything's being done yeah it is great <laughs> great time to make a move i kind of screwed up i started a class tuesday well after memorial day so my phone rang all weekend with oh, the geez. students, and they call me, like, around the clock. <laughs> so that was the only bad part over the weekend for me. But I like talking to them, so. Absolutely. All right, so but let's get into I am I am glad the real estate offices are open. It's it's good. I actually stopped at my office today. So what's the, where are we at? Mark, let's do our question and answer segment. All right, what's the first one? The first question is, what is a good cap rate for a multifamily property in our area? In our area, the average cap rate's around 7 8%. But, uh, you what does that mean? One thing, Most people don't know what that means. Well, how much, what the value of the property is compared to the income, and you figure out the cap rate. I mean, there's, you can look it up on Google, and they'll show you the little formula. But, like, I talked to a guy from Denver, and their cap rate's around 10%. I said, why don't you buy an office building? He, he buys big office, office buildings. I was like, why don't you buy an office building in Philly? We have a great cap, cap rates. But cap rate is not the only thing you should look at. You really want to look at two years of, uh, of rent rolls, income, all the expenses. You want to look at all that. Because realtors, a lot of realtors... They say, oh, it's got a 10 cap rate. Yeah, well, that, that's not a lot of detail. So there's more to it than cap rate. Cap rate's not the most detailed. That's a, a generalization. It sounds like a good deal. But let me see the rent rolls, the expenses, what's the net. All that is what you want to say. But the average right. cap rate in Philly is 7 8%, which is not bad. What's next? All right, question number two. What should I do first to become an investor? I think the first thing you should do is get a real estate license for a couple of reasons. One, if you have a license, you'll have access to the multiple listing service, LoopNet, CoStar, all the sites. And you'll also un understand the law, know what's right, what's wrong. And it's the best way to start because you'll have access to everything. A and... If you don't, and you become an investor, and say you become a good investor, and then you end up with 10 properties or whatever, and one day, one of them, something happens, you end up in court. 
uh, going in in front of a judge and saying, well, Your Honor, I don't have a license. It's not going to cut it. So you might as well understand real estate law and all that before you get started. And there's companies out there, friends of ours own a company out there called the Investor Brokerage, where all their agents are investors. And they don't pay the big commissions and all that, but they have a license. So I think that's the best thing. And do some research. Uh, look at the market. You know, don't be invested in areas where, you know, you're going to start in Fishtown where it's kind of, you're kind of at the end, coming in at the end there and you're paying top dollar. You want to get involved with networking and look for the next hot spot. What's the next one? Yeah, and you also want to start building a relationship with a lender too. know where your money's going to come from for these particular um, properties that you're going to start investing in. So question number three, if someone passes away and I inherit a home, should I sell it or should I rent it? I don't know. I, it depends on your personal situation. If you're in good financial shape and somebody leaves you a house that has great rental income, I'd rent it out. That's another stream of income. That's the old, you know, if you're not making money while you're sleeping, you're doing something wrong. Now, right. if you're looking for a big lump sum piece of cash to do with some other kind of investment or buy a boat or something like that, yeah, then you sell it. But that's like money either way. If yeah, and you also have to determine, do you want to be a, do you want to be a landlord or, right. you know, do you just want to take that money and invest it in something else? Yeah, if it's something really big, you turn it over to some management company, you pay 7%, and you don't have to worry about tenants, nothing. Who knows? What's the next one? The next one is, should I refi at 5.14%? Well, we know the answer to that one. What's the answer? Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right now the rates, I mean, you're almost two whole percentage points lower. So depending on what the loan amount, that could be a couple hundred dollars. On a $200,000 house, how much would that be basically a month? On a $200,000 house, you're, you're looking probably about 160 bucks. Wow. There's a cable bill. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. All right. And next, right. Mark, um, we have our guest segment with David Linsky of Debt-Free Living. All right, very good. Good questions today, too. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our guest segment, and we have David Linsky of Debt-Free Living with us today, and he's going to talk about why it's so important to have a debt management plan in place. David, how are you? Great. How are you guys doing? We're doing very good, and we haven't seen you for a little while, so this is good that we get to revisit this, because your program is a great program. So how do you want to start this? Yeah, firstly, thank you guys for having me back on the show. I'm very excited to, to be talking to you guys again. I'll just to introduce myself a little bit more. 
My name is David Linsky. I'm the president of Debt Free Living. We are a full-fledged financial planning firm, but we actually focus our efforts on helping individuals understand their current debt situation and actually put together a proper financial plan, not to consolidate or refinance their debt, but actually eliminate their debt in the most efficient manner. That's a, you so, know what that a lot of people really need that. I saw somebody on Facebook the other day and he posted something like how much are you worth? And I was thinking, yeah, how much are you worth and how much debt do you have? So somebody like David you 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 can really change somebody's life with your program. It, it's true. So, you know, we take an average just for an example a student loan. My clients when they come to us they're usually in a program that's going to take them 20, 15, or even 25 years to pay off their student loans. Just by showing them how to understand where each dollar is going and how to use each dollar to its full potential. So we're going to redirect the inefficient dollars that we're already spending on our debt for growth. We get them out in an average of four years, not 20 or 25. Um, wow. The reason that's I amazing. think it's... Yeah, the reason I think it's so important today to kind of go through what is a debt management plan and why they're so important, I mean, right now more than ever, I'm sure you guys are seeing this, especially in the real estate world too, debt and managing our debt is harder now probably than ever. With the uncertainties of our incomes, with everything else, the uncertainties of the stock market, we need to understand how to use our dollars properly and effectively. Best way to explain it is if you wanted to buy a stock, right? right. You're going to make sure you understand the company that you're buying. You're going to look at the balance sheet. You're not just going to look at the assets, what that company has. You're also going to look at the liabilities, what that company owes. So you're going to understand if it's a smart purchase for you or not. We right. do the same thing for all of our clients. It's great if someone's earning 8 9% on their assets, but if they're spending 12 15 4% on these various debts, on their liabilities, it wipes out their gains. So we take a holistic view, looking at not only what we have, but what we're losing. And we put together plans to eliminate those liabilities and then turn them into assets. Yeah, most people, all they do is just pay that bill every month, time goes by, and they never really sit down and analyze it. Exactly. And a lot of times we get these letters, right? It's funny, and I'm sure everyone listening can relate to this. When we take out a credit card, all of a sudden we're getting more pieces of mail to get more credit cards. We don't right. realize that we're just falling into to the predictability patterns that these finance companies want us to. They see, oh, we got someone that's looking for a credit card. Every single one of them sees that and sends you their offer. Yep. Now we take out a credit card, maybe we take out the second one, and now we're on this hamster wheel where we can never get ahead because we're back into the same system where they want us to be. That's true. And some of them are so expensive, the interest rates are so high. I mean, it's... You know, they get tempted and they take it and then it's long term. 
Yeah, and a, a great you know little thing to practice with for those at home. If you see these things that are telling you switch your credit cards, you know zero percent interest rate for the first eighteen months. Take a second and think why they're doing that. <sighs> Try to understand that we're being predictable by going into these different credit cards and these different offers that we're being given because we think they're so great we can't pass them up. There's always another benefit to the person lending the money than there is to the person borrowing it. So in those situations, please feel free to contact us. We can help you understand what you actually can't see and show you a way. Don't put a Band-Aid on the debt. Actually eliminate it. So, like, so what do you do? You set up a consultation with somebody and go over everything with them in the beginning? Yeah, so we believe education is the you know foundation of any good financial plan, especially our debt management plans. So anyone can feel free to email me directly at davidlinsky at wehatedebt.com. That is also our website, www.wehatedebt.com. Our phone number is 1-800-836-1509. By reaching out, we can schedule a no-cost consultation. Kind of just go through the general points of what our plans consist of. Try to point out things that everyone's doing in their everyday life but don't realize. And then after that, if anyone would want to, we can generate a no-cost report showing them exactly what they're doing, how long it's going to take to pay off each debt, how much interest they're going to end up paying to the dollar if they don't change a thing compared to what we can do for them. Yeah, that's a, that's a plan. That's when, and I'll tell you, that, that'll make people feel better that they have, just have a plan. So most people don't know even know how to, how to set up a plan like that. So it's, that, it's and we do really all the, important. And we do all the planning, no cost. We feel to charge someone a fee to see a plan on how to get out of debt is almost kicking them while they're down in, in the ultimate of the sense. So all of our planning, all of our consultations are no cost. So I highly encourage anyone who's struggling to please reach out. Yeah, and, and I know personally, I mean, that it works. Um, you know, David's helped a lot of people that, that I've sent over to him, and they're just, they're amazed at how great it works, you know, and that why nobody showed them this earlier. Yeah, I've been at one of his presentations, and I have a couple people. I know my one partner, he wants to do it. <laughs> just got to get him to sit down and do it. But... uh Anything else you want to add, David? Yeah, just another thing, you know, going back to, I like to try to help in any way I possibly can. So if anyone's listening and they feel that they are past the point where they think that they can even put a plan together, even if it's not showing someone how to benefit through our plans, and Deanne, you can attest to this, I'll still show people where to go next, give them the direction what they need, whether your student loans are in default, you need to understand how to get out of them. I want anyone who's struggling to get some sort of education, and I'm happy to give it to them because there's not enough education out there once we fall behind. 
No, you're, you're absolutely right, David. And especially, I mean, David is so knowledgeable when it comes to the student loans. I mean, he's done so much research on it and the things that that he shows people were, you know, just little things by going into their website and what to look for and how to actually structure the repayment of the loans. You know, David's been extremely um, helpful with a lot of clients because most of the time when I run a credit report, there's people have a ton of debt um, from student loans on their on their credit report. So he's been able to assist them um, staying current and how to how to make the payment arrangements. Exactly. I, once again, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I love listening to you guys and watching you guys live on Facebook. It's it's great. I get to feel like I'm with you just by watching you guys on Facebook. So, <laughs> so Dave, give everybody your website and your phone number so they can get a hold of you for a consultation. Great. You guys can visit our website at www.wehatedebt.com or call us directly at 1-800-836-1509. Very good. That's a great name, too. We hate that. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Dave, for being on the show. And thanks for being one of our sponsors, too. All right. Thank you, you, David. All right. And coming up next will be our topic of the day. It's not always clear when a contract can be terminated. So with that, thanks, David. And you are listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, and it's not always clear when a contract can be terminated. Yeah, this is like uh, unfortunate things that happen in real estate, but once in a while, deals fall apart. And there's all these myths out there, like the myth of 20% down. Well, there's myths about, you know, what happens when a contract falls apart over a house. Uh, The seller keeps all the money. The buyer gets his money back. It's not that simple. Uh, it comes to a surprise in the buyers and the sellers and sometimes to their agents as well that it's not always clear when one party or the other has the right or the ability to terminate this real estate purchase contract. When I teach students and I train agents, I tell them, listen, when you're writing a contract, you write it like you're standing in front of your honor. That's how serious it should be taken. And... You know, because this thing's supposed to hold up in court. So, you know, make sure it's done right. At times, this may be due to unclear, even contradictory provisions in the contract. Even when the contract appears clear, the manner in which the courts may deal with it cannot always be predicted. Going into court, I'll sue. You know, that's a, you know they get all hot and bothered. I'll, I'll sue. I'll take you to court. Yeah? Well... Let me tell you something about the court system. I worked in City Hall for years and years, and I knew a lot of judges and a lot of people worked in the court. You might think you have the best case ever, and you go in front of some judge that had a fight with his wife where she had a fight with her husband that morning and comes in in a bad mood, and for some reason, your your lawyer just doesn't say it right, 
and things all of a sudden start going south, you might as well put the dice in your hands, blow on them, and roll it. You want to stay out of court as much as possible. So it requires, so anyway, to get back on topic here, the matter with this mutual agreement, everybody agrees. So in some cases, there may be penalties associated with early ending. Most contracts include termination clauses that you got to follow. In Pennsylvania and most of Jersey, when you sign these contracts, you agree to mediate. It's in the contract. So that means you can't just hire a lawyer and go to court. Oh, and then all of a sudden they go, what do you mean I can't sue? Well, if you agreed to mediate. And then I'll tell you very quickly how mediation works. To sum it up. First of all, it's not going to happen next week. You both have to agree on who the mediator is. That's one thing. Now you get two people, to, two groups that are not happy with one another, making them agree on what mediation company to work, to work with, where we're going to work with, when we're going to meet, what time. Everybody gets a couple continuances. And then after about a few months, and it's going to cost both sides about fifteen to eighteen hundred bucks just for that. And we got we were arguing over three or four grand that one party wants to keep and the other one wants back. And then about four or five months later, we finally get to a mediator, somebody that's objective that has no opinion in this whole thing. Here's the whole story, so makes the decision. And if one side's not happy, then you can go to the court. For uh, and get in front of a judge because if you don't do all that and you hire a lawyer and the lawyer automatically asks you for the magic number two thousand dollars that's the magic number all lawyers want send me give me two thousand dollars and then the lawyer <laughs> file files the case gets you in front of the judge and the judge looks at the contract and says it says here you agreed to mediate so go mediate and if you're not happy come back and see me and all of a sudden everybody's life's on hold for six or eight months or a year. So I, I've actually heard cases of where people wanted jury trials. Now you got 12 people involved listening to two sides of a case on a real estate deal. In the meantime, everybody's life's up and all screwed up. You want to avoid court at all costs. So... It's not clear. It doesn't end right away. And then, if how you do end it right away, if everybody is all right, like Dan just went through one of these, you sign what's called a release. And both parties re- uh, agree to release the other party. And there's usually a disclaimer, uh, a hold harmless, getting the real estate company out of it so you can't come back and sue. And then one party gets the, their money back or one party keeps the money. Or they split the baby because somebody did something wrong and you pay a little bit of penalty. I've done that a lot of times. And and then you part and then you go buy a house and you sell your house or whatever and <laughs> life goes on. But it's not as simple as like, I'm keeping your money. That's not how it works because the brokers don't have the power to give the money back. So that was a short scenario of the nightmare that it could could happen if you All walk right. away. All so right. where well, we at now? That was a great topic, Mark. And All right, and now we're up to our Dr. A segment, which is make sure you hire quality staff. Dr. A, how are you? Doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? 
We're good. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about since the lockdown and now people coming back into the business world. So the audience knows where we're at, that you don't want to lose your staff. And then some of them are shopping around for better deals. So this week you're talking about make sure you're hiring the right people, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. See, where right, we started so was, us. you know, uh, step one was to is to show your current staff that you love them. So you need to you, you need to make your current staff feel really good. The second one is you need to look and see what you really need to have in in the person most people look at job descriptions you need to look at what type of person you need in order to fulfill the job description and then what you need to do the third step is actually look inside your organization to see if you have somebody that meets your needs instead of going outside okay fourth step is what we're up to which is you need to make sure you're hiring quality people and it's it's really interesting that most people hire promotions if they like somebody they hire them well the, the problem with that is within six months if they're not working out, which is frequently the case, not only do you not like them anymore, but you're really not happy at all. You know, so the likability right. factor is not, it's not the best place. It's probably one of the worst ways to hire somebody. What you need to do is make sure that they have those core competencies that you were, that you were checking out or making sure that you had in, in, in stage two or step two of this. And then what you need to do is you need to hire somebody who actually has those competencies that you need because it's very costly to hire the wrong person okay? in my history so, doctor i always use your tools and i've noticed over the years 10 years i guess we've been together well, i noticed i noticed like usually a new hire the first three months is a honeymoon the second mm -hmm. three months i see either improvement or cracks in the armor and usually yep. six to nine months and i had noticed a lot of times eight months they're they either they're taken off or we're firing them so to avoid all that and not that i've done this but i watched other people do it and your tools are really important for to avoid all that well thanks and they and they work really well especially if you create that benchmark see the real key is to figure out what are the really are the core competencies and part of our process is we, we do that for you but to figure out what the core competencies are of the person not of the job but of the person who needs to deliver the job so in other words if you have to have somebody who is going to do cold calls saying you know that they have to do cold calls is one thing that's a job description having the ability to deal with 95 percent of the time somebody saying no to you when you're doing a cold call that's a core competency Right. So there's right. hugely difference. You need to make sure that you have that. So in order to have that, you need to have somebody who is both a D, but also an I, because they have to have the optimism to do it and they have to have the stick to itiveness, you know, and, and the drive and the competitiveness to, to not succumb to the 95 percent of the people who say no. OK, I've so seen it's, that happen. it's really important. I've seen that happen a lot. Somebody puts a high C in a marketing position where they got a cold call and they're stressed out of the gate. Oh, absolutely. Or you put in somebody who's a high, a high or intense S, okay, and they're very, very steady and very consistent and they can do the job. But you know what? They, they take it personal when, when yeah. every time a no happens. 
So after 50 or 60 no's, it's kind of like they're decimated, right? So, yeah. so you really need to have the right behavioral style. And then on top of that, you also have to have the right motives or what drives the behavior. So that's part of what we do with the competencies and what your listeners need to be doing too. Okay, you need to look at not just behaviors, but you need to look at what, what motivates those behaviors. Are they driven because, uh, because uh, they, they want to win or are they driven because they like to feel good when they're interacting with others or do they like to is it a popularity contest do they have to be like these are different motivations okay as well so you need to make sure that you're you're hiring the right motive to go along with the right core competency so with a salesperson you don't want somebody who has to feel liked all right because that'll drive them nuts all those no's all right but if you are working with somebody who is the negotiator, who is putting the de- who after the deal is together, they keep the deal together. Okay, they're going to be more of a compromiser. Okay, to keep the deal together because they want to be liked. Right. Part of being liked is keeping the deal together. All right, doctor, we ran out of time there, but you made some good points. Catch you later. Thank you, Dr. Ray. All right, right, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can email me at deannekatsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. Special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week. And with that, we went a little long today. Have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT. All positive. All the time. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.